Welcome to Collier's Talks, a podcast series featuring the latest trends, insights, research, and developments in commercial real estate in Canada and beyond. Hi, I'm Madeline Nichols, Managing Director of Collier's Brokerage Group in the GTA. As part of our retail signature series for Collier's Talks, we are presenting a segment called the Neighborhood Retail Spotlight, where we highlight local businesses that help shape the neighborhoods in which they operate and add a unique flavor to the communities they serve. We speak with them on their strategies, challenges, and innovations at present and beyond. Welcome. Welcome to the Neighborhood Spotlight Series. I'm Zoe Adibabinski with the Collier's Retail Practice Group, and joining me today is Bruno Colozza, the co-founder of Barocco Ex Nino, a roastery and bakery in the Dufferin Grove. Welcome, Bruno. Hello, Zoe. How are you? Very good. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, I look forward to our conversation, and I'm wondering if to begin, if you're able to share a little bit of your background as a business owner and also how you started Barocco Ex Nino. Certainly. Uh, my background as a business owner, uh, I'm, I have a few years on me, so it goes way back. I mean, I was involved, uh, graduating out of, U, out of U of T, I was involved in a manufacturing business for about 13 years. And then um, we were decimated by 9-11 uh, in that particular industry, and I wanted uh, a new challenge. So I decided to pursue a passion that I always had for food and beverage and coffee and, and uh, opened up uh, two locations called B Espresso Bar back in uh, 2003. Uh, did that for, for about 10 years or nine years and then um, went on to a new challenge and bought into Barocco Coffee, which was an existing uh, roasting company that had just started in 2010 out in Mississauga. And they were looking for some direction and product development and branding and uh yeah so i've been there since 2012 and uh about three years into that uh, brought on another partner phil lanzarata who uh was uh, with uh the wholesale grocery business for many many years with his family business and then he was at kellogg's for 12 years and uh we worked really well together and continue to work really well together to bring uh Barocco coffee company to where it is today which is uh an artisanal small batch coffee roaster supplying uh, a lot of uh, uh, of the city's uh, hotels, restaurants, bars, cafes. So that's that's all before Barocco by Nino or Barocco X Nino. Uh, we were introduced to a common acquaintance, uh, Michael Diversa, who owned Nino Diversa Bakery, which has been around for 50 years and was predominantly located in the suburbs in North York, North Toronto. Didn't really have a presence downtown. So it worked well because we were looking for our first uh, bricks and mortar cafe where we could use an actual cafe to help uh, accelerate our or, or move along our branding and our customer interaction. And he was looking to do something in the city with kind of a, an updated version of, of uh, Nino Diverse. So that's how Barocco by Nino came to be. And and how did your previous experience as the business owner and your your previous endeavors shape the Barocco X Nino concept? Well, uh, I think uh, made a lot of mistakes in the past. <laughs> that always <laughs> uh, it's a great way to learn. It's 
not the most economical way, but, uh, you know, I, I've been involved in a lot of build outs, both uh, with, the, you know, with opening up the B espresso bars and, uh, and at Barocco. I mean, we've seen dozens of new customers open and we've taken a lot of them from plans, you know, drawings to construction and been involved in a lot of a lot of that so all the way to the to the customer experience so i think the previous experience has helped a lot because when it came to building the concept for Barack Obanino, we we really knew what we wanted to do and i felt that uh, you know the build out you know although it was over budget as all of them seemed to go and uh, took a little longer you know we we accomplished what we wanted to well it's a beautiful storefront um so you guys did amazing um uh, but i guess your previous experience could have never prepared you for uh, the pandemic and what that would mean for your business. So how has COVID affected uh, the, what you're doing and your business model? Certainly, uh, I think the definitely it's a once in a lifetime event and that, that turns everything upside down. I think the biggest challenge was the fact that we had just opened uh, in October of 2019. So we only had a few months under our belt before the full for force of the pandemic and all the closures that followed it happened. So it was difficult to really know what our potential was. I mean, our, our growth trajectory was certainly heading in the right way. And uh, that's probably been the most frustrating part is that we it stunted our ability to grow. And we had to find ways of, of growing and being noticed at a time when places were closing and there was less customers to serve just by the sheer effect of uh, of the different levels of lockdown. In terms of uh, the you know what we did or, or how we how we decided to pivot, um, we added we did a, what a lot of restaurants did. We added a, a certain grocery component. We added uh, we we changed our menu. And we try. We we had the benefit of having a large space, so that helped us because we had more options in terms of what we could do. Uh, and there was silver linings along the way. I mean, we we were able to to get a great chef to join us. Uh, he happens to be my son. He was at Buka. Uh, he had been there a year and a half, so I think that really helped elevate our food to 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 a level that we're very proud of. And I think having, you know, the experience that uh, my partner had in the grocery end of it, Phil, we were able to really curate an, a nice assortment of groceries. Certainly. And so what has your experience been partnering and collaborating with other local vendors? It's been a very rewarding experience. Uh, we've had a true coming together of, of artisans in the city, other people that have been struggling, you know, great chefs that have, have had to do different things, you know, some really nice success stories in there, like Ryan Campbell of Gertie's Pies, you know, a very talented chef that had a great restaurant or has a great restaurant called Il Covo that essentially had to shut down. And he was able to tap into a family recipe of a very special pie. And it, it blew up. We sold a ton of them. Even with the fact that, you know, we, even though we're partnering with Nino Diversa, and we have a great selection of cookies and, and, and cakes and cannoli that we bring in fresh daily from there. The, the fact that we could go out and source a really special item in a category like scones from Baker and Scones or this amazing S cookie from UB Social, 
it, it's real. It's been nice because what happens is when people come in from the community, and I, this is the comment I get most, is they're they're blown away of how much we actually have in that in that little footprint of a store, and, and how many little gems are in there to be discovered. So that that's been very rewarding. It definitely is a, a destination for those in the in the neighborhood, and for the listeners who haven't you know visited your shop before, if you could describe the essence of Barocco Exino in three words, what would those be? That's a tough one. <laughs> Say it's a, it's a unique uh, food and beverage collaboration. I know it's four words, but food and beverage. <laughs> Being, you know, any, all things food and drink, but I mean, it's really whether you're coming there to consume something on the go or take something home or buy something that you want to prepare at home. It's really a unique, unique collaboration. We have a lot to offer, uh, and it, and it's a very warm and welcoming space, which I think people uh, like to experience more than just the cookie cutter experiences of big box out there. And do you have uh, your own personal favorite products that that are on your shelves? That's another t- tough question. You know, it's like having a family of. 12 kids and saying, who's your favorite child? <laughs> um, you know, I mean, my go-to every morning, I start with my macchiato <laughs> and, and being in the coffee roasting, you know, that's, I, I can't get my day started with that. But I, if I had to choose a food favorite, it would, it would be any one of the pastas that, uh, that we make there. Um, well, Bruno, I wanted to share with you what some of your employees and those that are working with you have to say about Barocco Exino. Oh, that's exciting. That's a nice surprise. I've worked at a lot of restaurants and cafes in Toronto, and I would have to say my favorite thing about Barocco is the support that we receive from the customers and also the support that we receive from staff and the owners. The owners have never felt more like a family at a place I've worked at, and it feels good. It's beautiful. I just love coming into working at Morocco. It's had such a warm, uh, friendly family atmosphere. Just love it. So, Bruno, thank you so much for joining us today and for sharing your story of how, you know, a business that started in the midst of a, the pandemic has been able to thrive and continue operating and uh, contributing to the community. Well, thank you, Zoe, for for shining a light on these and look forward to hearing many more stories. And we hope to get that continued support. We're we're still, I think, a long way from where we need to be, but uh, I'm optimistic. Wonderful. Me too. Thank you so much again. Thank you, Zoe. Thanks for listening to Collier's Talks podcast. To learn more about Collier's Canada, our experts and our solutions, visit colliercanada.com or find us on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook.